Our scripture reading today comes from the 13th chapter of the first letter of Paul to the Corinthians. If I speak in the tongues of mortals and of angels, but do not have love, I am a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. And if I have prophetic powers and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith so as to remove mountains, but do not have love, I am nothing. If I give away all my possessions, and if I hand over my body so that I may boast, but do not have love, I gain nothing. Love is patient, love is kind, love is not envious or boastful or arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice in wrongdoing, but rejoices in the truth. It bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. This is the word of God for the people of God. So welcome to Folk Sunday. The word folk is an old English word used for the common people related to the German word Volk, meaning people. The word folk originated during an openly classist time when the aristocracy was distinguished between the common folk, the highborn from the servants. So folk music is not defined by clear musical terms. Rather, it's a form of art that reflects the values and the distinctions from a particular culture or region. And it is often oral history and tradition passed down a musical form. Every culture has folk music and folk art and folklore and folk tales. In this worship service, we have older and contemporary American folk. And we, have, we also have some um, blends of folk and pop and folk and rock. The feel is the same. It is the music for the common people, something anyone can sing and it lifts up the values of the people. So Paul, in this text, in the Corinthians text, he writes to this church in Corinth about the values of spiritual gifts. And this portion of the scripture is often called the hymn of love. This particular church was very diverse in gender and singles and families and Jews and Gentiles, older and younger people. In this congregation, there were many many gifts. But there was a problem. They were competing with each other. There were members claiming that their gifts were more important than others, that some gifts were more spiritual than others. Paul uses himself as an example. Look, if I have the gift of prophecy, but I don't have love, what am I? Okay, you saw it coming. I couldn't do a surprise Nothing but noise. I'm nothing but noise. Love is a spiritual gift above all spiritual gifts. Love is the value that grounds any special spiritual action. And Paul describes what love is and what it is not. So you can see that Paul doesn't think of love as some fluttery emotion. That love shows up as the very motivation of our actions. And love is not easily described but it does have a distinguishable characteristic. Love, agapeo in Greek, 
is the only word compared to God. God is not like love. God does not have love. God is love. Actions without love are meaningless. Any action. Can we be a social activist without love? You bet. When we stand up for justice with the competitive urges to win and conquer our enemies, the one who disagrees with us, we speak on behalf of justice without love. <laughs> we feed the hungry to prove to ourselves and others that we're good people. Look, see what I do? We do it on behalf of justice without love. <laughs> when we correct someone who thinks differently from us, maybe we speak the truth. But if it's impatient and unkind, we act on behalf of justice without love. And what does love look like? It's patient. When someone messes up, we are not quick to point it out. It is kind. We think the best of the other person even if we don't understand their action. It does not envy. We don't wish we had someone else's life or job or partner or child or gifts. The best part about this text is recognizing when I am not loving, knowing that I fall short and that looking back to that source of love. For all those descriptors describe God. Here we substitute the word God for love. God is patient and kind. God is not arrogant or rude. God does not keep track of wrongdoing. God rejoices in the truth. God bears all things. God believes all things. God hopes all things. God endures all things. God never fails. So when we fall short of our loving nature, we know that we are loved by God. And we are forgiven because of God's love. And we can love again because God first loved us. When our lives are lived in love, rather than making a loveless noise, we make beautiful music. Folk music has the values of hope and faith and, yes, love. Take our first song of the morning, For What It's Worth, written by Stephen Stills. This folksy blues song written in 1966 captures the anxiety of the time in the 60s. It reflects the clash of cultural freedom and civil rights in Vietnam. It became the favorite protest song, ranked number three on the Rolling Stones Reader's Poll Chart. What's going down? Nobody's right. Everybody's wrong. Paranoia strikes deep. These words describe human conflict then, in the time of the Corinthian church, and now. Morning is Broken is a well-known Christian hymn. The original author, Eleanor Fargen, wrote it in 1931 and set it to a Scottish Gaelic tune. And later, Cat Stevens popularized it in the 1971 album Teaser and the Firecat. This kind of music speaks to the generations about faith, for each day is a new day. After passing the piece, we sang about My Rainbow Race, written and sung by Pete Seeger. Can't be a folk Sunday without Pete Seeger. <laughs> Pete was raised in a Puritan Calvinist New England church, and he became a peace activist. He's speaking out for the environment in this song. There's only one blue sky. 
one ocean, this one earth that we, a rainbow race, all live in, speaks the truth with love. Because I love you, I'll give you one more try. It's too soon to die. He has hope that the people who hear in the chords of this folk song, that it's not too late. After this multi-gen message, you'll hear Beautiful City. It's written by Stephen Swartz. It's a song from the musical Godspell, and it was first written in 1971. All the songs from Godspell are inspired by the words from the Episcopal hymns. And this is the song that Jesus sings at the end of the musical as they skip and dance through the empty streets of New York. Stephen Swartz changed the lyrics, though, after the L.A. riots in 1931. This later version captured the hearts of Americans when 9-11 lay the streets in rubble. It was the song sung in many memorials because of the hope it described in the midst of despair. When your trust is all but shattered, when your faith is all but killed, you can give up bitter and battered, or you can slowly start to build a city for all. Isn't that truly the message of the gospel? Out of the ruin rises hope. In receiving that good news, we can all go down to the river and pray, and that's the traditional slave song, first published in 1857. It was most often sung at baptisms by immersion at the riverside. It is also said to be full of coded messages. The runaway slave heard to go to the river to cover your tracks. They heard that the starry crown is navigating by escaping by the stars. God, show me the way to the Underground Railroad. Alison Krauss popularized this tune in the 2000 film, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Still, this haunting chant speaks to our hearts about keeping faith in times of darkness. Bleecker Street was written by Paul Simon in 1961, and Bleecker Street is the, a real street in Greenwich Village, New York named after a real farming family in the 1800s. This street ran through the heart of 1960s folk music movement. It holds a melancholy feeling of the distance of the spirit of God. It progresses from the silence of fog through the noise of voices leaking, not being understood, the sound of words of a crooked rhyme, finally to music of the church bells softly chiming with a melody that sustains. It's a long road from the crooked poetry to the perfect melody of mystical Canaan, the promised land from Bleecker Street. But it sounds as if Simon sees it as a way. Later we hear Something to Love by Jason Isbell, the most recent, written in 2017. And Jason is from a musical family and has Pentecostal roots. His grandmother was a Pentecostal preacher. He sings this song to his little daughter. It's a prayer of sorts, with the memories of music on the front porch, old men with guitars and old women harmonizing with the wind, softly singing to the Savior like a friend, love passed down in folk music from one generation to the next with the value of finding something to love. Because like the Apostle Paul reminds us, if we don't have love, All we have is, amen.